0: Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. This podcast is sponsored by TheraWorks Relief. Many of you get sore, achy legs from standing all day or get asked, About painful foot and leg cramps. If so, you're going to want to hear about TheraWorks Relief, a clinically proven topical foam that prevents and relieves muscle cramps and soreness. Learn more at TheraWorksRelief.com. Hey, listeners, be sure to check out our newest podcast called the Natural Products Resource Center. It will be coming out in September of 2019. And we can't wait for you to check it out. All Things Natural Products uh, will be focused on medical cannabis at first, and then we'll be branching to other natural products topics. But be sure to follow us over there. We've got a new podcast coming out, and we're excited to share it with you. All right. So today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast, Sharzad Green. Sharzad has been a pharmacist for a number of years, has had experience in retail, home infusion, um, working in long term care, uh, and then now uh, really in compounding pharmacy, particularly for women's health. Um, So she does a lot of um, education and um, speaking and things to do education for the public and healthcare providers to talk about women's health. Uh, she comes to us from Arizona, and we're excited to dive in a little bit more about women's health. Dad, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Hello,
1: Dr. Blackburn and uh, everyone out there. Thank you for having me on your show.
0: Well, thanks for joining us, and now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro, or, or share a little bit about your personal life.
1: Sure, sure. Um, so, I live in Arizona. It's very hot here. Just be thankful you don't live here. I don't here, know. It's but, pretty hot uh, in
0: Tennessee today, too, <laughs> but I more I know, that dry heat dry everywhere. heat out in Arizona, I guess.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, But uh, I went to uh, the University of Arizona in Tucson, and currently I live in the Phoenix area. My office is in Mesa. Uh, I've been uh, living in the Phoenix area since 1990. Uh, I've been a pharmacist for over uh, 29 years, and I have to start by telling you this because I think this is this is what has made me as a you know as who I am as a professional today. So I remember back in pharmacy school, I promised myself uh, not to become stale in my Mm -hmm. profession. And that is a point that um, basically I emphasize on when speaking with pharmacy students or any pharmacist in general. Uh, As such, uh, I navigated, as you mentioned, through different settings, uh, playing the many different roles in my journey as a pharmacist, like many of your listeners, I started as a retail chain pharmacist. I enjoyed that a lot, but it was time to move on into becoming a home infusion pharmacist. And then I was hired by a nursing home pharmacy, did some clinical work, pain management, pharmacokinetics, all the good stuff that you learn in pharmacy school. And I thought, yeah, you know, I, I get to use all that knowledge finally uh, until I met my mentor um, 21 years ago. And that's when I fell in love with compounding and individualized patient consultations and management. And just to, uh, let you know, I, as a compounding pharmacist, everybody imagines that I'm in the lab making stuff. I've kind of moved on from that role. Uh, and all I do is really I do consultations for patients and I do education for healthcare providers, for the general public, I, I truly believe in giving back to the community. So I do offer free talks uh, across Arizona
0: and yeah, um, awesome. I enjoy um, what I do. And I love that you shared that you've um, never stopped learning and challenging yourself and uh, continuing to grow and in, in all that your um, different areas of pharmacy practice. So that's wonderful. And so with, with the, the hormone replacement therapies, uh, and consultations, um, what are some of the most common conditions that you see that you're providing education on?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. So let's take a step back and let me tell you what happened and how I got into this, because I think that would make it make more sense. Uh, so. One of the driving forces is, uh, in making the shift in my career had to do with my mom, who had been taking pharmaceutical hormones uh, for several years, and she developed uh, breast cancer as a result. So, of course, she was postmenopausal, and that's why she was taking it. And all the doctors were were telling her that it's great for your heart, so don't stop taking it. So she continued and she asked me and honestly, I told her, yeah, mom, it's, it's good for you. But when that happened, that's, that's the time that it really brought it home for me. That's when I had to stop and think about what was going on. I questioned myself as a pharmacist, wondering if there had been some other option besides what she had been taking. And it brought me, uh, into the field of hormone replacement therapy and menopause. Essentially, that's the majority of the patients that I've seen over the past uh, 20 years. I learned a lot about bioidentical HRT and decided to go get formal training. And back then, it was not very common, but there was a place in uh, in, uh, Houston, Texas, called PCCA, Professional Compounding Centers of America, uh, where I went and got my formal training. Uh, nowadays, there are many other companies who do that. Uh, Medisca is another one, uh, which is really great too. But when I returned after that training, I knew in my heart that being a compounding pharmacist is what I truly wanted to, to do. And basically with, with this area of practice, you know, it kind of opened doors for me. So I started with working with Perimenopausal menopausal women. And of course, they would want me to take care of their husbands. So uh, the men who were going through the equivalent of menopause, which is called andropause, started pouring in. And then there were their daughters and their friends and neighbors who had PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, PMS, postpartum depression, and other hormone related issues. You know, they all kind of started coming to me. So it was kind of like a snowball effect once I got started. But over time, I have expanded my practice. Besides doing hormones, I also see patients with sexual dysfunction, which is partially related to hormones for both men and women. I also do a lot of work with adrenal fatigue syndrome, as well as guiding patients regarding Nutrition supplements, uh, herbal preparations. Alternative well, that medicine. That's
0: certainly uh, that helps to shed a little bit more light because I think whenever we have uh, maybe a personal uh, connection, that often leads to some of our passions. And uh, as you established yourself as an expert, um, you know, clearly word of mouth kind of um, got out, and you were able to expand into some of the other. Areas. Um, So, what about uh, doing some some consulting for other independent pharmacies? So, I know that you've you've kind of established yourself as um, an expert in, uh, or you know, some of these different conditions. How was there anywhere in particular that you went to learn a lot about this, or is it something because it's not something that maybe you picked up in pharmacy school. It's something that you'd learned along the way. That is correct. Yes. So
1: uh, as I mentioned, I do believe in uh, educating yourself and uh, whatever your passion is, basically. Uh, I I like to explore more and learn more. So a lot of it is uh, self-studying. A lot of it is self-interest. However, there are uh, actually places where you could get You know, uh, formal training for for this kind of education. I also do uh, private teachings to both providers, you know, whether it's nurse practitioners, uh, physicians, physician assistants, or to other fellow pharmacists, uh, or, you know, I'm an adjunct professor at the uh, Midwestern University. So, I always get students and uh, we just actually hired one of our students who had fallen in love with what I uh, do. So, you know, we hired her because she had so much passion for it. But uh, yes, there are some places that people can go. Professional Compounding Centers of America is one of them. Medisca is the other one. Those are the the two big guys. But if you want the individualized attention and one-on-one handholding, I do that. And uh, as I mentioned, there are several pharmacies across the country who utilize my services. Uh, Now, I can do it in two different ways, or I guess multiple different ways. One is that I can be invited and actually educate your providers. So that's one of the things that I do. And it's wonderful because then you get a group of providers together and I go in front of them and I teach them the basics. And then we, you know, as needed, we could go further. Um, to more complicated cases and whatnot. The other case is I do educate the staff. So pharmacists uh, have always been, you know, one of the the groups of people who have been interested in this. So I do have one-on-ones. And um, uh, the other thing that I do is besides uh, a teaching the prescribers and working with pharmacists, I can actually do the consultations for the pharmacies. So these mom and pop pharmacies, independent pharmacies, sometimes they don't have the means to hire a pharmacist like me to actually do that for them full time. Therefore, they come to me and they say, hey, you know, if we get a patient, are you willing to do the consultations for them? And that's another thing that I do. So when a patient is referred to me uh this is how it works uh, basically. I usually like to talk to the patient over the phone, and there's no charge for that. This is like an initial you know 10 minute conversation that I have with the patient. I ask them certain questions. I ask them about their um, symptoms, I ask them about major events, medical events in their lives, whether they've had DVTs or history of breast cancer or whatnot. And then I explain to them if if uh, if I feel that they're good candidates, and I explain to them about my services. I basically schedule them for a one hour consultation. During that time, I go over their past medical history, their family history, risk factors for developing different disease, their symptoms, their you know if they have blood work or saliva testing. We go over all of that, and then um, I come up with. Some hormonal and as well as non hormonal options and uh, ways to
0: treat this. Speaking of education, are you aware of the 2014 drug disposal of controlled substances ruling that regards safe disposal of unused medications? Well, we're lucky to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. RX Destroyer ready-to-use chemical drug disposal systems are safe, easy, and affordable products which protect the environment and can save thousands in fines. To get more information on products, training and medication waste compliance, check out www.rxdestroyer.com slash talk to your pharmacist. And so just to back so up a, a lot little of bit, the pharmacies when like to take you are going service. in and, and educating the providers, what, what does that do? Do they just about um, all the benefits of hormone replacement therapy or what does that look like?
1: Well, what I usually try to do is I try to tell them about the basics of hormone replacement therapy. I give them cases where, okay, so Mrs. Smith comes to you and she is complaining of low sex drive or her hot flashes don't let her sleep. So what do you do for them? and what are your options? So one of the best options is actually either send them to an expert or you become an expert in it. If you want to become an expert, then yes, I'd be happy to start teaching you, holding your hand, and actually I make myself available to the providers if they have questions here and there. Um, but but essentially, these providers are the ones who are going to sign the prescriptions at the end. So it's very important for them to actually know the basics of prescri- prescribing these hormones or anything that we're giving them. So they appreciate it very much because when I recommend, for example, uh, biased one milligram per gram, they may have no clue what a starting dose is. So, it's very important for for them to actually have the basic knowledge. And then, if they want further information Um, and uh, training, you know, there may be some women
0: that that are not interested in doing the regular hormone replacement therapy. um, What are some other, um, maybe, alternative options that might be available for them?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. Actually, going back to the situation with my mom and breast cancer, uh, for many years, I've actually searched to find non hormonal alternatives, especially for women who cannot use hormones, uh, such as my mom. And a few years ago, for example, you know, I'm always searching, but this this was kind of interesting because a few years ago, my mom and I were talking and, um, oh, and she's like, just, well, what are you okay, doing like for your mat- up, patients who can't well, use hormones? Why would they maybe and, not uh, use hormones? It just so happens. It's, just so happened. Still, like, been it's been a level set for listeners. Yes.
0: Oh, well,
1: thank you. Yes. So uh, as you know, there are many studies uh, com- conflicting results. Um Basically, some of them say well, hormones are really good for your heart, and another day they say it's they're bad for your heart. And some of the hormone, uh, some of the breast cancers, for example, are, are actually driven by hormones, especially estrogen and or synthetic progesterone. But those are the worries that women have. Mm-hmm. Or, for example, if a patient has had a history of DVTs and um, blood clots. Uh, using hormones may increase the risk of uh, blood clots and heart attacks and strokes. So those are the patients that that don't want to, or a, pa- a patient has had a strong family history of breast cancer, or they're just horrified and they just don't want to use hormones for some reason. So there are many reasons. Some of them choose not to use hormones. Some of them really can't or shouldn't. And I'm very honest in telling my patients, like, you're not a good candidate. I'm sorry, okay. but yeah, we have these helpful. other ways to to help you with your symptoms. So um, as I was saying, going back to, you know, with my moms, we were having this conversation about uh, non-hormonal approaches and that's when I came across a study that had just been published about using vaginal cream for vaginal dryness. Now, those of you um, who've worked with me, you know, vaginal dryness is my biggest pet peeve in the area of hormones because it affects so many different things. It could affect your bladder. It could affect your relationship. Um, it's just uncomfortable. One lady said to me, oh, didn't you hear me squeak when I was walking down the hall? I mean, people get really funny about these things, but it's it's true. It's very uh, difficult to to deal with. Uh, so anyways, when I came across this study, I decided to kind of dig into it. And finally, I ended up um, developing and formulating a uh, non-hormonal uh, vaginal moisturizer called FabuVag, uh, which is now available online and uh, in some pharmacies and doctors' offices, they're selling it. But essentially it's got fennel, which is an herb, plus some other ingredients that would help with the dryness. So I'm always on the lookout to to find something that would help with uh, the symptoms, whether it's uh, fish oil or uh, some kind of uh, herbal uh, remedy that would help with the moods or sleep. There's always, always an alternative. Uh, well, we this has just been
0: very interesting uh, to learn patients. a little bit more about hormone replacement therapy and how, you know, even uh, you you saw a need and, and the entrepreneurialism uh, that you've had too to, to be able to um, you know, take what you've learned about alternate um, therapies and put it into a product. So um, I think that's exciting. And I think that um, probably some fellow pharmacists are seeing things that, uh, you know, they're doing and they're, you know, they're seeing patients that have compounding needs uh, and hopefully some more of these kind of unique products can um, come available. Um, so Sharzad, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists who are just getting started in their career?
1: Well, my message uh, to myself, to my younger self and to you all is to do what you're passionate about. Sometimes the day-to-day work as a pharmacist can be so grueling. I've been there, done that. But don't lose hope. If you decide to do what I do or anything else for that matter, um, first of all, educate yourself. Try to find out as much as possible about that field. Network with other providers in the area. Network with other pharmacists. See what's going on, who's doing what. Once you start and if you do a fantastic job, the floodgates open because uh, patients talk amongst themselves. I mean, when I started doing this, uh, the, the marketing lady told me, she said, there are three ways to market. And this is before internet, of course. She said, uh, television, telephone, and tell a woman, And women especially talk amongst them, themselves. So definitely a great uh, marketing tool for you are your patients. They go back to their healthcare providers and they report their improvements. So yeah. that is the best way to expand your practice and become well-known for the quality of service that you provide. And feel free to contact me. Um, I'd be happy to guide you and help you. I know it's scary out there, especially when you start. But feel free to contact me. Um, my email address is azhormonehelpers at hotmail Or um,
0: yeah, we'll have all of the links in the show notes, and um, I, I don't know if you have, and have any, also uh, your LinkedIn information. Link but, my- um, yeah, we'll have those different ways uh, to get in contact with you in the show notes on the the PharmacyAdvisory.com website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Great,
1: great. Well, thank thank you so much for having me and um, I wish you the best too and also your listeners.
0: And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at www.PharmacyAdvisory.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it.